0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Barry, for sharing your st- <laughs> Let's give Barry another big hand. Thank you so much, Barry, for sharing your story with us. I'm on. Doing this. Is that good? Okay. Let's all listen to Jesus. From Luke chapter 8. And when the crowd was gathered, and the people from the town came to him, he said in a parable, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path, and it was trampled underfoot. And the birds of the air devoured it, and some fell on the rock, And it grew up, and it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among the thorns, and it grew up with it, and it choked it. And some fell into good soil, and it yielded a hundredfold. And he said these things, and he called out, He who has ears, let him hear. Well, good morning, everybody. I'm really thankful to Barry for sharing today. I've been waiting for a while for him to share. I've heard different parts of his story. My name is Ken, if you haven't met me. I'm just one of the sowers here at Crosswinds Like Barry. Sowing is a function of anyone who is a disciple of Jesus Christ. But before we sow, there's something we have to do first. First. And that's what Jesus said last. We need to hear. He who has ears, let them hear. In verse 11, Jesus tells us the key to understanding this parable. The seed is the word of God. Beloved, we must first hear God's word before we can sow God's word. Barry was not, or God was not done with Barry yet. He had to hear that. The reality is that most who call themselves Christians rarely sow God's word. This is because they have a speaking problem. In verse 10, Jesus says, It's not because they have a speaking problem. It's because they have a hearing problem. In verse 10, Jesus says to you, it's been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. Friends, did you hear that? Did you tune that out? To know the secrets of the kingdom of God. God. Did you tune that out when I started talking about sewing? Did Did you tune me out? Because you've heard me talk about sewing before. You always hear about Pastor Ken talking about sharing the word and and sewing, and so you're used to turning Ken out about having gospel conversations. But Jesus said, "To you has been given." To know the secrets of the kingdom of God. That's a really big statement, isn't it? The message uh, that I'm preaching today is called, Are we listening? Jesus' statement is, He who has ears, let them hear. And that's an almost silly statement, isn't it? Because we all have ears, don't we? I mean, unless we have some kind of a physical deformity, and handicap, which is just a very small population of people. And Jesus said that first to a crowd, a huge crowd of people. We all have ears. So there must be something different between being able to hear something And being able to understand something. And he's giving the the secret to the kingdom of God here. I I want everybody to close your eyes for just a moment. Close your eyes. And just listen. What do you hear? Birds. Traffic. Traffic. Barry's a good listener. What else do you hear? The wind. What else? Silence? The motorcycle? Anybody hear the children in Sunday school? We all have ears. But we don't all hear the same thing, do we? You know, there are moms that sometimes hear their kids crying over the praise band in the Sunday school. <laughs> right, Tara? <laughs> right? They they can hear that. You know, um, there there may be some men here while I'm preaching that will hear the sounds certain engines make and know what kind of cars that are going by, and they'll hear that more than what I'm saying. We selectively hear things, right? And that's because in our brains, there's this thing called the prefrontal cortex that selectively suppresses sensory inputs that flow into our thalamus. And it helps us to concentrate and not be overwhelmed with the amount of information that's coming at us at any given time and, and 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 so we don't become overwhelmed because there's tons of of, of sounds and information that are hitting us and, and 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 my 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 point is is we need to tune in to what's important and and a mom tunes into her child's voice because it's important and and people tune in to what they what they want to hear and if we don't tune in to what Jesus is saying we could we could miss the secret couldn't we? You know, things in our world are, are, are opening up. They're opening back up. And as a church, we, we need to rebuild things. And, and we need to, to grow his church again. And, and I, I, I believe to, to build his kingdom, we, we need to be sowing a lot. But before we do that, we, we need to tune in to God. We need to hear. We need to listen to what he says. We need to really listen so that we'll be fruitful in our efforts. That's what I feel God is saying to me as I read this passage again, uh, is that we need to listen to God. You know, Jesus said this, Abide in me, and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches abide in me and I in him. It is that it is he that bears much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing. We have to be tuned in to Jesus. Abide means to be to remain or 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 be tuned in to Jesus and His gospel. He is the seed. He is the good seed. You know, I, I used to read Scripture differently than I, I I do now. I I used to read large sections of it. I used to read for distance. I would I would read the Bible through every year. I don't do that anymore, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But I now read a chapter, or maybe the same five or six verses, all week, over and over and over and over, abiding in those words, every word, thinking about each word. And I've started doing that more and more over the last couple of years, Contemplating what Jesus is trying to say to me, trying to hear what God is saying. See, I believe in our information age, we have lost the ability to contemplate meaning. We have lost the ability to hear, to have focused thinking. The Bible says that this focused thinking or this meditation on God's word is where we will find success and happiness in life. And I believe success and happiness as a church. Psalm 1 uh, verses 1 and 2 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is on the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. In Joshua 1, it says, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. The, the law means God's word, and it's about listening to God it's about hearing him that will make you happy and successful and prosperous and, and so doesn't it make sense that we as a church start listening deeper to God so that we might hear the secrets of the kingdom you know I'm I, I think I'm going to spend the next three weeks just teaching on this passage Today's going to be about hearing, but there's, there's more as I've been studying. Because I don't want us to miss anything. Because Jesus says right here are the secrets of the kingdom. And I think it's vital if we're going to be successful that we know them. Might I suggest that each of you read Luke 8 every day this week and contemplate it now this parable was read to a large crowd and, and and though they all heard him very few understood him actually very few of his disciples understood him that's why they came up to him and they said teacher could you explain this to us i mean the story is really simple a guy goes out and scatters some seeds the story is and on one level, everybody can understand it. And sometimes things that are so simple, sometimes we don't them. I'm, wasn't Kim, uh, Kim I guess Jason wants to make sure you guys can better hear me, right? Okay, we're going to try this out. They call this a wireless mic, but it has a wire. That's a joke if you're listening. Okay. <laughs> I am wired up. This is crazy. Oh. Okay. Well, like I said, read Luke 8 every day this week. Now he was, he was teaching this to a large crowd and you know, once the disciples came and asked him for an explanation because they didn't fully get it. I bet they still didn't get it after Jesus explained it. And I bet they didn't get it until they started living it. And I don't think we'll fully get it until we live it. So let's look at this verse again. In verse 5, it says, a sower went out to sow his seed. Now, if, if we're hearing God, what are the first action words that we can obey in this parable? Went out, right? Now, you're not a sower, though, until you have seed to cast, are you? And you're not a sower until you've cast seed, are you? And a sower will only go out to cast any something if they have something they believe is worth spreading, right? So they must have received the seed themselves first. They're not going to go out if they've not received the seed. I'm going to mix a metaphor here. Jesus said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture is set out of his heart, will flow rivers of living water. Sounds like to me, if you have seed, you're like a bag of seeds yourself that seeds fall out of. Right? Real sowers go out because they know the value of the seeds themselves and they don't want to let the seed go to waste. So again, we're back to hearing, you've got to let the seed come into you first. But but really, are you tuned in to how valuable the seed is? Jesus said, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of a fine pearl. And whoever finds one pearl of great value went out and sold all he had and he bought it. How can you be a sower? if you have nothing in your bag that you perceive valuable enough to sow. Because I believe if you know its value, you won't be able to stop somebody from sowing it. A farmer sows seed... Because there's value in it, he he believes his hard work is going to pay off. Do you believe in a harvest? Do you? If not, are you really listening? And believing in the value of Jesus' words to us? Because he promised a harvest. Oh, Oh, he promised some discouragement. He promised that actually three quarters of the time you will not see much fruit from your labors. You will cast a lot of seed three quarters of the time into crowds like he's talking to and that I'm talking to today. And most won't hear it, three quarters. But if you will be a diligent worker and sow in faith, from the quarter times that it hits fertile ground, 30 to 40 to 60 to 100 times will be the increase. That's an amazing harvest. That's an amazing return on effort. Are you hearing that? Do you believe that? Maybe we need to be more like the merchant who tuned in to the marketplace and realized there was nothing else out there compared to the value of the pearl that he found. The pearl of the kingdom. There's nothing else like it. And so he was compelled to treasure it. Maybe we need to really start listening to Jesus because we really don't know the treasure that we have found. Or maybe it's possible... We know the treasure for ourselves. We, we, we know the seed is good for our own heart. And we know the seed is good for our children because it gives us comfort and, 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 and discipline to our lives. But we don't really hear the cries of the children of the world. Because we've selfishly tuned them out. Or is it possible we really not heard in the seed that we are God's treasure and that we have value? And even though we value his seed because of our needs, we are not really listening or believing in the value he says that we can bring. To the world. Here's something I see. About a true sower. Is he or she. Went out. Yet the main way. The church tries to sow. Is to bring people here. So that I can speak to them. Honestly, this message is going to be a little rough today. I'm not as prepared as I should be. You know why? I went out to sew yesterday. I had an opportunity to go do a funeral for two families. Two moms that had died during COVID at a country club. For a hundred people. And I got to sit for hours at tables talking to people. I went to sew. I went out, I heard Jesus's word and I obeyed it. So I'm sorry if I don't have a PowerPoint and I'm sorry if I'm not as good, but I'm trying to listen. And I hope you will listen that we need to go. See the parable of the sowers, he went out and he saw that the fields were empty. Like the merchant who went out searching. And he, and he went out there and he searching for something with more value because he was hungry for it. He was hungry for more value. A true sower is hungry. He's not apathetic. He's hungry and he goes out looking for more value, more value for their family, more value for themselves, more value for their neighbors. Jesus said, blessed are you who are hungry now for you will be satisfied. Beloved, we need to go out into the empty field with Jesus and start listening. Remember the four fields I've been talking about? The first field is empty. That's the go field. To be a sower, first, first we need to go out and start listening. We need to hear the brokenness in our world. We need to hear the brokenness in our extended families. We need to hear the brokenness in our coworkers. We need to hear the brokenness in our parents and in our sports fields. And we need to hear the brokenness in our neighborhoods. And if we don't hear the emptiness of the world and what it's offering to people and the brokenness they feel... If we don't hear the brokenness and and see a place to sow a seed. Have we tuned out? Is that the problem? Have we tuned out? Or are we too tuned into the world ourselves? And we're really not listening to God. James 4.4 4 describes this kind of spiritual deafness bluntly. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Beloved, if we are in the world and we are not feeling compelled to sow the seeds of the gospel... We have a heart problem ourselves that comes from not hearing him effectively ourselves. And and really, that's what the rest of this parable is all about. What keeps us from really hearing God ourselves. Again, if we're not sowing, we don't have a talking problem. None of us have a talking problems. We all do that very well. We have a listening problem. I remember the first time I ever went to preach this passage. I struggled with it all week. I studied it wrongly all week. and Because I'm a preacher, I figured it was all about the preacher, the sower. And that was a huge heart problem with my pride. The passage is not about the quality of the preacher's word. It's about the value of the seed, which is perfect. Success is about the quantity of seed sown and the hearts or or the places where it lands and it can be heard. The receptivity of the soil is how the secret of the kingdom become successful in people's lives it's not the skill of the preacher the kingdom and kingdom growth is an inside out job in the world the loudest the most eloquent the most brassy the most forceful with words usually are the ones that are successful and controls things and leads things but the secret in the kingdom is the transformative power of God's word that comes into us like a seed and grows naturally and organically bigger than we could ever imagine. Like that mustard seed, the smallest thing that that grows so large that 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 becomes a resting place for the birds. It, it, it just blossoms. So so why do people just keep hopping from church to hope? church, hopping from church to church and ministry to ministry and program to program. When it's about hearing better, not about the preachers, not about the programs. Do you hear what I hear? And he sowed, and some fell along the path, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. In in this verse, we see there are internal and external enemies to us hearing this word. The the ones along the path, Jesus says in verse 12, are those that heard. But then the devil comes along and takes the word from their hearts so that they may not believe it and be saved by it. This, this is why our listening to the word cannot be a casual thing. What we're doing right now is extremely important. It requires focus. It requires getting a good night's sleep. It requires meditating. It requires contemplation. If we just look at things on the surface with, with, with no investment, it can be easily taken from us. Now, now the devil could just come and, and 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 steal it from our memory. But but this word take in the Greek is is interesting to me. It also means lift up. And see often the devil what he does is he 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 he, he steals it from our heart's by by lifting it high. He makes it seem too hard to grasp on our own. So we need he, he, he brings it up into eloquence. He, he takes what is plain and simple. When I was in Africa, I loved teaching there because it was so simple. You're talking about knocks and there's ones over there and, and you're talking about, you know, uh, you know, a goat and there's one there. It's simple. God's Word is simple. It's accessible. Every child can understand God's Word. But we bring it up into eloquence, what is plain and natural. It's about relationship not rules and, and fanciness. You can understand it. You need to read it. You will find me and any preacher much more fascinating, much more interesting. And if you read it yourself daily, and if you don't believe me, just ask my buddy Tim Nevinger. I said that last year. He took me up on that challenge. And about a month later, he said, Ken, you know what? You're a lot better preacher. And then, you know what else he did? He, he started sharing the gospel with all ten of his brothers and sisters. Never did that before. Amazing what happens when you start listening. The devil loves to lift the word higher, make it more intellectual, and put it in the hands of professionals instead of make it relational and give it to everybody. That's why we have priests and, you know, special people with titles. It's supposed to be in our hands. Or didn't you hear what Jesus did? He took it and he gave it to unordinary, uneducated men, fishermen in the field. And he tuned them into listening to him through relationship and they became sowers. They did not go to cemeteries. I mean, seminaries. They didn't learn to sit in offices and prepare PowerPoints and, 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 and hide from the world. They went out. Are you listening? Where were they right now? They were out by a lake. Like we're out by a creek, according to Mark's gospel. You know, when, when it's high and intellectual and fancy, it's on the surface. It's a place where the devil can just grab it and take it away. The seed, the gospel, is relational, not intellectual. It should hit us deep. It should open the, our hearts when we hear it. We should consider our own sin. We should be moved to weep over it because our sin offends the heart of God. We should be compelled to turn to Him for mercy because we're not hearing Him. We 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 should rejoice that He is good and and, and be grateful. Because he is merciful. And and that he came and he died for us. To forgive our sins. And that he rose again on the third day. Beloved. This requires us. To hear. And to be in tune. With our own brokenness. Because of our own sin. Hearing. And confessing and admitting it to ourselves and to one another. When the word becomes to us high information and intellectual exercise and religion, it becomes a hard path and it becomes useless. It doesn't penetrate into the soil it doesn't bear any fruit. Our ears become calloused to our own sins and we lose the value of the gospel in our hypocritical thinking and we start to believe we don't need repentance and forgiveness ourselves and we, and we stop effectively hearing the word and we have nothing of value to sow into anybody else. And Jesus says this, verse six, and some of the Seed fell on the rock and it grew up and it withered away because it had no moisture. Again, this is not a problem created by the preacher or the sower of the word. The the sower's responsibility is to distribute the seed. Jesus is saying this is another hearing or heart problem. The ones on the rock are those that when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But they have no root. They believe for a while and then a time of testing, they fall away. Many in churches today have this problem today. It's a selective hearing problem. They've trained their cerebral cortex through their flesh to only hear what gives them pleasure in the moment. The idea of forgiveness of their sins and the hope of eternal life are attractive. The benefit of sitting in a nice auditorium as an audience, listening to teaching and a beautiful praise band is attractive to them. But when they are called to die to self and to suffer for the sakes of others for the gospel. There's no root of Christ's love deep in them. They've not really been transformed by the power of the seed. And so they eventually fall away. One secret of the kingdom of God is, friends, it's an eternal kingdom that can't fade away, that you can't lose, but you must have truly ears that hear, that hear the depth of your own sin so that you hunger... And thirst for righteousness so much that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith that you may become rooted and grounded in his love for you. That you may be nourished by it and that you may have the strength through it to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height of his love. And when you drive that deep, you will be changed into an agent of his love in the world who will sacrifice to sow his seeds. God's word says, "We love because He first loved us, First John 4:19. In the next part of the parable, Jesus says, "And some fell among the thorns." And the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And Jesus says this is also a hearing problem. As for what fell among the thorns, in verse 4, is those that who hear, but then they go on their way and they are choked out by the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life and their fruit does not mature. Beloved, this is a problem of what I would call an infested heart that does not hear because it is distracted. Many have so much going on in their lives that the potential of the seed is choked out. Friends, is that where we're at? Have the voices of other things in our lives become louder than Jesus Have the problems of our lives like coronavirus and political things become excuses for us not listening to God? Sometimes people don't become sowers of the word because they are too fearful. Because they are too shy, because they are too depressed, because they are too busy. Oh, we're all so busy. Or they're too stressed. In a sense, their their problems have a greater value to them than the seed. Their problem has greater value to them. Their problems have greater value to them than those people living around them. Jesus also says riches. And in Mark and Matthew's gospel, it says the deceitfulness of riches. Wealth. And we are one of the wealthiest people on the earth. Distracts us to believe It's of more value than the kingdom of God. We begin to believe it's okay to spend more time listening to home decorating shows than listening to God's word. We begin to give more attention to Motley Fool and managing our investments and what the stock market's doing than hearing His word, the good life often becomes the eternal enemy of the true and abundant life in Jesus Christ. Which suppresses the life, the potential of life that could grow in us and everybody around us. It says they don't mature. They don't become fruitful. In the kingdom. Or for the kingdom. Many today in God's church. Are not hearing. The word. Instead they're listening to a radio station. Called W I I F M. FM. You know what that station is. It's a marketing term. What's in it for me? Jesus talks about the final soil. And some fell into good soil and it grew and yielded a hundredfold. This time, their success. But it's still not about the preacher. Did you get that? (laughs) It's not about the sower of the seed. And some fell into good soil. (laughs) How how does the sower find um, good soil? By sowing enough seed. Three quarters of the time, it's unfruitful when scattered. Jesus is honest and telling us that because it's about the condition of the listening heart. But when you match a listening heart with the power of the good seed, fruitful return is a hundredfold. Again, he connects our success to our hearing. The parable is about sowing success and hearing, and it's the secret of the kingdom of God. And Jesus says in verse 15 that in the soil, good soil, there are those hearing the word who hold fast in an honest and good heart, bearing fruit with patience. Did you hear that? As for those that are in good soil, they are those hearing the word, hold fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. To be good soil, we need to hear actively holding on to what we hear. Meditating on it, writing it down, thinking about it, focusing on it, memorizing it. Jesus said this, blessed, happy. Rather, are those who hear the word of God and keep it and guard it. And then he says something, if we will be patient, we need to hear. And, and friends, I, I think we need to spend the summer and really, I, I want us just to focus on hearing God. I know we'll sow If we will focus, if our focus would just be hearing God. We'll sew. We, we have the technology. We have the techniques. We have more tools to sew than any generation in history. Do you realize that? We have the ability to text messages and send messages to anybody, but very few people do it. It's a heart problem, folks. We need to hear. We need to listen. We need to tune in. If we will be patient, we will bear fruit. We just need to, 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 to focus on the value of the seed and listen. Then we'll sow. If we value the seed, we will love our neighbors. We will love our friends and our relatives enough To to face the rejection when they don't hear us, when they make fun of us, when they mock us. We will be patient with them in their brokenness and in their mess. We will trust in that power, in that seed, in that love. And we will continue to keep sowing in them and we'll continue to keep sowing in them in love. This verse has been speaking to me lately. It's from James 1, 19 and 20. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Maybe to so more, we need to hold our tongue more. Does that make any sense? And hear the brokenness and apply love and know what to say. I love it. I am confident. I am confident we can do more through crosswinds Because I know your hearts. Than we ever dream possible. If we will start listening more. To him. If we will tune in. Ephesians 3.20. Another verse that's been talking to me all year. Now to him. Who is able to do far more abundantly. Than what we. Ask or think. According. To the power at work within us. Let that seed go deep in you. Let's emphasize this parable correctly. It's not about the sower, friends. It's about the seed. Jesus says, a sower. Could be anybody. He doesn't even identify himself as the sower. But he does identify himself as the seed. He says, it is the word of God. And and he is the word of God who came down and became flesh and dwelt among us. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. They would not hear him. And some called him a blasphemer, and some called him the devil, and they mocked him as a king, and they nailed him to a cross. And yet he was patient. and he kept sowing love into them, and he cried out on the cross, "Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing." And they still did not hear him, and they shoved a spear in his side as he gave up his life. But his sowing didn't stop. They sowed him into the earth. He was sown into the ground for three days. But three days later, his love bloomed and he walked out of the grave because he was the only true good and perfect soil. The only heart that was completely righteous. Righteous. And he brought to this world in him a harvest of righteousness by forgiving all of our sin on the cross. We were given his righteousness and he took our sin. And his word says, all that will hear him, all who receive him, who believe, who hold his name in their hearts. He gave the right to become children of God. Do you hear that? who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, but of the will, or nor of the will of man, but of God himself. Friends, are you hearing the value of that seed? Through faith in Jesus, we are forgiven of our sin, and we are given immortality and sonship and daughtership In God's family, are you listening? And if you really believe that in you is the cure to everything that ails every human being on this planet, even if they won't believe it at this time, we need to sow it. Because what is sown in us Is a miracle. While we someday will die and be sown perishable, just like Jesus, we will be raised imperishable, eternal. While we sin and are dishonorable, we will be raised into glory, sinless, eternal sons and Daughters of God, while we now have weakness, friends, we will be raised in power to rule with God forever. Keep that in your heart. Always. And let that bear fruit. Patiently. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you and I praise you for your word. Your word is Jesus. Who came in the flesh for us. If there are anyone here that has not accepted him. And believed on his name. May they do that in this moment. And hold that seed deep in their heart and let it grow. May they turn from their sin and. And follow him. In everything that they do. May they hold tightly. Father I pray for this church. That we would hear. Each one of us more deeply. Than we've ever heard. His voice. His call to us. Thank you for what you are doing. Right now in our midst. I thank you for your word and your truth. Keep the devil from taking away this word today. Let us build our lives upon you, Jesus. For you are a firm foundation for us. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, if you'd like to pray you'd like to make a commitment of any kind to be baptized to follow him he commands you to do that to hear his word to you and do that come and pray with me to 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 come and accept his message of salvation to you come and pray that if there's another commitment in your heart i'm here come and pray with me as jeremy sings with the band